Thank you for listening to the Matt's Movie Reviews podcast, available on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. Also, please follow Matt's Movie Reviews on Facebook, YouTube, Parlor, and Instagram. And of course, be sure to visit www.mattsmoviereviews.net for the latest reviews, top 10 lists, and more. Now, on to the show. Footage has emerged of the large fireball that lit up the sky at 3.30 today in the Waikato region. Look at this. Johnny, can you see that? They're out there. Who's out there? Aliens. I think I saw something. Sometimes I wonder if he's crazy like his auntie. I seen an eyeball in the toilet. It was swimming around in the toilet. It swam up, looked at me, and then swam away again. What did it pop I... up in the toilet and say hi? Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Perkovich, and this is episode number 294. Out now on demand everywhere and also on DVD and Blu-ray in North America is Alien Addiction. It's a New Zealand set and filmed sci-fi comedy that stars social media star Jimmy Jackson as a stoner who befriends a pair of aliens after they crash land on his auntie's farm. A film four years in the making and featuring stunning locations throughout New Zealand's North Island, Alien Addictions is also sure to become a stoner cult classic in its own right. Joining me now to talk about Alien Addiction is the film's director, writer, and so much more, Shay Sterling. Shay, I thank you very much for your time today. Oh, thank you, Matt. Yeah, I've been looking forward to it. <laughs> so I just want to get time periods correct. Four years in the making. When about did you actually start production on this? Um, we, we filmed the first shot in April 2015. Um, so it's quite a while ago. And then obviously before that, I was sort of writing the film and trying to get some funding together. Um, from there, it took it took a while because I didn't really have enough money to make the movie. So I'd, I'd basically film some of it, um, then go back to work, do some music videos, get some money, come back, and then shoot a little bit more. Mm. And that went on for about three years until I finally got it in the can. And then it took me sort of an – I did a cinema release in New Zealand, um, but then, then it – took me about another year and a half to to get it online and and sort of sell it to different territories and figure all that game out as well um so it's a huge long-winded process but you know it it's finally out and it's you know all the the relief is there now so i'm I'm sure it is because i've talked to filmmakers before they've talked about the process of making the film um and then finally getting out there it's kind of like almost like uh, letting go of like a child or something like letting them go off to college or, or, or high school or what have you is that the same type of feeling with this movie you're ready to let it go and see what it does without you kind of like tinkering away at it oh that's definitely a pretty close analogy um because once once it's released there's nothing more you can do um and obviously you know you can promote it if, if you're self-promoting it um but it's basically your gift to the sort of people and, and they'll decide what they want to do with it. You know, if they're going to enjoy it or, um, you know, become a fan or, and it, it's, and they'll find their own special connection with it. Um, and yeah, you, you're out of the equation now. So yeah, that's very true. Interestingly, although the film's a, a sci-fi comedy, I actually read that the first kind of drafts of the movie was kind of like more of a, had a more of a darker tone to it. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the initial sort of sparking um, idea was these kind of aliens and they're kind of up to no good. And 
they're doing kind of criminal activity. Um, but I think I twisted it. I think I, I think I needed something a little bit more special. And then I thought, what if they came to get what we disregard the most? Mm. Like what we think we, we, you know, what we disregard, we don't think much of is the most valuable thing to them. Um, and then I sort of used that to get a premise. And then, then I stumbled across Jimmy and I thought, this guy's great talent. Um, and, and he's just, people were drawn to him. And then I, I sort of thought about it. Not if he sort of befriended the aliens, but you know, and, and then it, and then it sort of turned into a comedy. Um, and, and you, I wrote the movie around knowing that I had Jimmy. And is it also true that the movie, the gods must be crazy was a kind of like an influence on it as well. And I can actually see that because that movie is all about this African tribe to find this just discarded. I think it was a Coke bottle, right? A glass Coke bottle. Right. Um, so this thing that someone threw away to them is like almost like a, a, a sign of divinity in a sort of way. Um, and that was something that really sparked a kind of creative comedic process as well as the casting of Jimmy. Yes. Uh, I mean, like I don't, when I sort of design a movie or a concept, I, I don't initially think of someone else's idea. Yep. And it just occurred to me that I'd seen movies like that when I was young. And I think they must've inspired the way I, I, I kind of like to write films and, and, and God's must be crazy. Just was an absurd idea that sparked this whole circumstantial sort of scenario and adventure. And, and there must be something in about that. I like because I realized that my movie has a kind of, a moment in that in the film when you figure out what the aliens are after. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's some, there must, there must be some influence there. <laughs> when it comes to Jimmy Jackson casting him in the movie, um, when it comes to the kind of like the, how he's kind of star ascended as well, I think he pretty much started around 2014 or so as a real kind of like presence on social media was that how you kind of found him as well or did you know of him even beforehand was he someone that's kind of like had kind of like any type of underground cred even before having that mainstream success um he, he had he had done a few i think it was on vine where he first started right um and i came, i came and saw him maybe six months sort of after that or and and he just popped up on my timeline on facebook doing he was doing this funny prank. He would he'd walk down the road and he would ask, ask someone for directions to the KFC. Um, and then they would tell him, oh, it's down the road. And then he would, uh, we have a greeting in New Zealand. The, the Maori greeting is called a hongi and you'd touch nose yep. with them. And he would pick these kind of, you know, um, in, in businessmen in their suits and stuff. And he'd be like, Oh, it's the KFC, bro. <laughs> the guy's like, Oh, I think it's down the corner. He goes, Oh, thanks. Hongi. And he'd go in for a Hongi. And then the, the guy was still like, Oh, you know, <laughs> what's happening. Um, and at, th- at that moment I was going, oh, this guy's brilliant. You know, uh, he's got no fear. Um, and he's very quick witted. Um, and it just, it was so relatable. So yeah, that's when I started talking to him. Um, and he just, since then he's just, he's such a hard worker. Like his, audience has grown so big online. Um, I think when I first talked to him, he probably didn't, he probably only had uh, 20,000 subscribers on YouTube and now he's just coming up on a million. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he, he's really worked himself up and, you know, people think, Oh, it's just some social influencer. No, you know, he, he's writing scripts every day for skits and filming them and just he, he's constantly at work really. 
So, yeah. The other stars alongside Jimmy are the two alien creatures. And I just want to talk about really the, the, the design of the creatures, specifically their face. Because everyone's talking about it, it looks like a butt. <laughs> and, I'm, and so, I guess, I guess my question is: intentional? Is that as written in the script, or is that something where it's like you get some concepts coming along, and you're like, you know what, that right there, that's perfect for what we're looking for. Yeah. It, well, basically, I got a guy to draw a bunch of pictures, and I, I sort of told him some ideas. I did. I did sort of say maybe a butt head one, or you know, something kind of a bit ugly or whatever. And he sent back a whole bunch of pictures. And some of them were the kind of original kind of aliens that you'd you'd expect to see. Um, and then he had this one, and it just it just rung it. It had something about it that was it was so wrong, but yet so right. Yeah. And and just the funny side of me was like, Shay, go what makes you laugh, and the butt face guys like do do that. Um, and and you know some people were like, what are you doing? You know. I don't know about that. And I was just like, no, I'm just going to go with that. I'm, I'm going to trust my gut here. And there, were, there was a, a great lady called um, Jennifer who worked on making the mask from the drawing. Mm. And I think I made a little mold to show to her myself. Uh, it wasn't very good, but she made it to a proper life-size thing. But I think she had an assistant working with her, just a, uh, an intern, who was like, oh, I don't want to work on these things. They're ugly. <laughs> and, and quit. <laughs> and I bet she's probably regret regret that now. But Jennifer, anyway, she did a great job. Um, yeah, designing the heads, and then you know, Jude, I, I had ideas that they would hover around and all sorts of stuff. But we, you know, we got we don't have much budget. Yeah, I, I had very little budget. You know, I j- could only just afford to get the suits made, um, and you had to figure out a way for them to walk. And my partner Melanie um, was helping me you know figure out how do they walk and we we came up with this kind of little shuffle and she was pregnant at the time as well so she had the belly (laughs) and then um i went casting and she was just too good i could i had to get my partner to play the alien with with our son in her belly um so about a third of the movie is 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 she's really pregnant um, and then we got a sort of pillow for the other, um, who, Stephen, who played the other alien. Um, and then we had the baby because it's over three years of filming. Yeah. We had the baby. Um, and then, then we put another sort of pillow thing in for her. And yeah, you know, it, people got, I, I, I didn't want it. I, I wanted people to feel like they're watching a, an independent movie made on a low budget, but had good little ideas. You know, because it's the idea that counts. Um, we've seen all the special effects, all those Marvel movies, and, and some of it's just too much, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's taken away just from some good dialogue and some good good little dramas and scenarios and stuff. So that's what I focused on. Yeah. Something else that really stands out to me was the locations. And a lot of people, similar to like here in Australia, New Zealand have just like a plethora of just places you can film and 
places are different and it's really caught the national international audiences as well just sort of different stuff there um you filmed more in like like more more in the north islands of new zealand um particularly in let me know if i get that pronunciation correct waikato is that the um, place where you guys yeah. particularly um shot is that a place is that is that where you're from is that where jimmy's from is that something you shot in before during your film um uh, film video um, film clip kind of days is how did you come across to find that place yeah, so that's sort of south of Auckland. So if you continue down past Auckland, past Hamilton, um, you'll get to Waikato kind of area. And uh, I needed somewhere that it was relatively close to Auckland, yeah. that it was achievable to get there without being a six or seven hour drive because it's more like a three hour drive. Yeah. Um, so that was a budget thing as well. I had, you know, I had to sort of find it somewhere that was inspiring um, that we could get to easily. And yeah, you, you, the main highway through the country drives right through there, and you can see, you know, the, the, a glimpse of it. It's a mountain, but it's, it's mainly forestry. Yep. Um, and and some wonderful people there, you know, just local towns and things. And basically, I just drove around there for a few weeks, and I kept coming back and just designing the movie, and thinking about Jimmy and these aliens and, and what goes on in this little. Um, it was actually quite a big area. Um, and it, that, that's part of some of the best times, you know, me just sitting with a location and an idea. That's the some of the most fun times for me. So. New Zealand comedy has really taken a hold pretty much everywhere. Um, Australia, it's always been very popular here because we're your neighbours and such. Um, this movie, though, you were very fortunate in a way that before this whole kind of COVID thing kind of happened, you got a chance to go to some film festivals in the States particularly. Um, you had the Other Worlds Film Festival in Austin, Texas. There was the Boston Sci-Fi Film Festival as well. Once your movie in particular, as opposed to, say, something like what the later day Taika Waititi stuff or Flight of Concords will do, in particular has a lot of kind of like um, New Zealand-based kind of slang and such that might not translate as well in other territories. How did you find that? Um, in in the states, I mean, by the time that you get there, has there been enough kind of groundwork from other filmmakers and other creators from your country to kind of ease that transition across, especially when it comes to slang and jargon that some of the characters in the movie have? Yeah, I I, I wasn't sure either. So when I first played it in Austin at Other Worlds, you know, we're in Texas, and I'm saying, you know, are they going to get this? And I was blown away. We had big laughs all on the key moments. Um, in fact, bigger than some of the laughs I had in some other places, even in New Zealand, like they, they got it. And yeah, sure. They might've misinterpreted a few words here and there. Yeah. But, um, what do they say? 90% of communication is, is body language. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, so, and Jimmy's, you know, he's, 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 he works well with his face, you know, um, but they, they got it all, you know, they loved it. And I think all that slang and stuff is just all the flavor of, mm. of something a bit different, you know? Um, sure. You know, Americans, they do, they do like their own stuff a bit. Um, and I, I think Taika and, um, and flight of the Concords, those guys have, have paved the way, um, which is really cool. Um, my, my style is on that, in that particular movie, Alien Addiction, is even a bit further slang. It's sort of very backyard, um, yeah. whereas their stuff is a bit more sort of dry with, with the sarcasm, um, 
which is very, we feel like it's been a kind of Kiwi thing. And um, it's, it's around in New Zealand everywhere. Those guys just happen to, um, be, to use it, you know. Um, and, yeah, it's really quite cool that it, it gets out there and, and, and people do get it, you know. Um, what is the situation like down there in, in New Zealand, particularly where you are right now in regards to filmmakers being able to do their stuff during these kind of COVID times? Because I know your country is similar to a lot of the states here in Australia, we got a good handle on stuff. Um, the, the outbreaks have been very minimal. They've been brutal in some cases, but minimal. I've talked. I've talked to numerous independent filmmakers here in Australia. People in New South Wales and Queensland, they're resuming their work, but Melbourne, in Victoria, for example, no go kind of stuff. They had to really kind of look at their projects, put stuff on hold, etc. What about for yourself and other filmmakers in New Zealand? Are you guys able to? To, is there an industry that's still rolling down there, considering that you guys have a, such a good handle on things, or are things kind of like taking like a bit of a backseat now? Um, yeah, it's off, it's had an impact. Um, I do have friends that are working on those big films and series, like Lord of the Rings series, um, and there's Avatar 2 and Avatar 3 they're working on. Um, and I think Avatar 2 got post, just got postponed a year. Yeah. Um, or sort of eight months or something. Um, but you know, uh, I, they've figured out how to film and we were even letting a few specialist people through the border somehow, um, during a lockdown for, for, for filming. Um, but as for me, you know, it's an independent filming, you know, like I'm still doing music videos, um, to pay the bills, you know, um, uh, when alien addiction money comes in through that, that will be great. But, um, until then I'm still shooting music videos. Um, and, and we can still shoot under sort of strict rules. We, you know, not too many people and social distancing and, and, and et cetera. Um, which I see a lot of other countries doing. Like I still see shoots and all sorts of things going on in America. Um, so that's good. You know, we'll, we, we'll figure it out pretty quickly how to do it. Um, it's just all the events really. Yeah. There's even events associated around films, you know, like film festivals that they're the ones that are really sort of, and the cinemas like, I mean, I'm, I, I really hope those cinemas survive. Um, okay. it's, it's not looking easy for them because yeah. Wow. You know, people got in during COVID people have gotten much more savvy with their streaming and watching at home, I guess. Yeah. Well, fortunately for yourself, Alien Addiction is available on demand in a lot of territories, including here in Australia. You can get it on YouTube. I'm pretty sure you can get it on iTunes as well. Um, the movies in North, for my North American noise is also available deeply in Blu-ray, and it's also available in DVD next week in Australia. I saw that JB Hi-Fi have got it posted already for pre-order. Um, so I really recommend people check this film out. Um, Low-budget sci-fi comedy. If you want a good laugh, if you like the type of humour that, that we're talking about right now, Give it a go. Watch it. If you're a big fan of Jimmy Jackson, do that as well as his big screen breakthrough. Um, and also Shea Sterling, look, I thank you very much for your time today. Congratulations on the movie. Long time coming, but it's great that it's out there. And we're awesome to talk to you again in the future when things do get back to normal. You're able to do some more feature films. I've, I've read that you've got some scripts already in mind to do. So when that's all ready to go, man, give me another year. I'd love to talk to you again. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome, Matt. Yeah, I've got a heaps, heaps of plans. Um, also, forgot to mention, we are currently number one in Australia on YouTube movies and Google Play. 
Excellent. That's, that's, that awesome? That is awesome <laughs> to hear because people need a good laugh these days and you can definitely find yeah. some of those in the movie. So congratulations, Shay, and thank you very much again for your time today. Uh, thank you so much, Matt.